Welcome to No Life Fresno. Come with us and meet your neighbors as we dive into the world of Fresno art, music, food, culture, and everything in between. Howdy, howdy, folks. This is Jonathan Lofi with No Life Fresno, and I'm hanging out with Thomas Gavin at the I Love You Just For Fun studio. Is that correct? Yeah. I don't know. It sounds kind of weird. I'm not using it a whole lot yet, but uh, you can credit Mike Adame for that name. Okay. Right on. <laughs> Thanks, Mike Adame. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, those who may not know, Thomas Gavin is a musician, a uh, been in a lot of bands, um, all around badass. Uh, so just here to pick his mind. Um, so what is your relationship with Fresno and how long have you been here? I currently live in Fresno uh, in a neighborhood. I'm a, a neighbor. Um, been here since 2009. Um, my kids go to school here. I work here, play music here, um, walk around. Yeah, that's my relationship to it currently. Okay. Pretty well, pretty involved. Yeah. What were you doing in, uh, before 2009? Where were you living then? I was living in Madeira, which is only like 30 minutes away. Yeah. Very different um, compared to like the Tower District area. Um, definitely found my people here. So. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, so you've been a musician for a long time. I've observed you playing shows and stuff um how when did you actually like when did you start playing music so i started playing music uh at my church a long time ago um that was when i was like 10 years old i played um i played drums and uh it was like like kind of i don't know like any other way to say this but kind of like white gospel yeah, I, I can relate. You I'm know, sure like Bill Gaither? Like, yeah, I think, you know, there's a, a, also an interesting thing here. Like, I can relate. I'm sure some people in the audience can relate. Like, yeah. growing up, playing music, um, it's either that there's these folks that grow up and it's like, oh, I learned because my parents have this really cool record. Yeah. And they have this really, like, interesting story of, like, I found this instrument in an attic. And then there's, like, people like us are like, well, we learned in church and yeah. learned this tablature. It was yeah. quite weird. <laughs> yeah. But what's cool is that like I was super fortunate enough that my dad um my dad was a drummer but I never really got a chance to see him play a whole lot cuz he was like working a whole bunch or whatever. Um I had only seen him play like maybe once or twice. So I had drums at home. Um the church that I was going to, they the kids church needed like or they didn't need it, but they were putting together some, you know, uh little kids band <laughs> and the leader was this guy named Dan. And he had a Martin guitar, which was like freaking, it was super cool. Mm -hmm. uh, one of those old school, like a dark stain, like Martin, like beat up kind like of. A, like, a nat like a natural stain, but it was like, yeah. it was like, like a 70s Martin or something? Yeah, something, oh, something wow. cool. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, and it was just him and I. I was on drums, he was on the guitar, and we just fucking rocked it, you know, praising pretty hard. Praising. <laughs> and then after that, uh, I, I got to do the youth band, and then um, got to do Big Church eventually. By about 2008, I was probably like, uh, no, it was probably about, actually it was earlier, probably like 2006, 2007, I was like maybe 19. Um, I left the church, um, started playing in bands. Uh, I 
got a chance to <laughs> audition for this band called The Air Crash, um, which was uh, like, I don't know, you remember them? I, uh, I recall them, yes, we actually had shared a studio space with them, um, yeah. actually another place down below here, and we, yeah, we shared a space with them. And the, the name of that band that you were in, that was uh, Rodemacher. Yeah, Rodemacher. Yeah. yeah, so I had met you around that same time, um, and that was a band that was like, you know, super influenced by Radiohead, um, really, really awesome group of people. Uh, from there, um, that eventually turned into a band called Fierce Creatures, and I played with that band from the beginning up until uh, probably 2013, give or take. A couple of reunion shows after that. Um, then I ended up uh, playing around, you know, filling in on drums. Um, then I uh, eventually started my own band called 1800s, and that's sort of what I'm doing these days. That's awesome. Um, so, you, you know, you started out playing drums. Yeah. And so in the 1800s, you play guitar and yeah. write the bulk of the songs? Yeah, yeah. So currently I'm writing all the songs with um, uh, Liz Cabrera. Mm -hmm. So uh, her and I are kind of like uh, tag-teaming the songwriting duties, which has been really awesome. It feels like, uh, I, I, prior to that, I had been kind of writing the songs on my own sure. with some like feedback from the band. Um, but uh, lately, you know, Liz and I have both been writing the songs together, and that's been really cool. Um, that dynamic has been awesome, being able to share the load and be more productive and kind of figure out what you're good at because, like, I don't know, songwriting, it takes a lot, you know, like from start to finish, from like demoing it or trying to figure it out or whatever, and then like, you know, you write it and then you record it and then you listen back and then maybe you make revisions. Like at the end of the day, it's like a really long process. So yeah, uh, it's it, nice it, to split it up. It, it could be a mental mind fuck yeah. um, and draining, like you're saying. Um, and especially if you're writing by yourself, uh, yeah. you're your own worst critic. Um, yeah. And so also there's this sense of, at least for myself, maybe you can relate to this and people in the audience who are creative can, maybe this is how their brain operates mm -hmm. where it's like when you're doing a lot of things yourself, there's this sense of like control that you have and yeah. it could be sometimes good, but then it's like, it can also be, yeah. um, hindering to the progress you could be having. Um, dang, I don't think I could have said it better. That's so, that's it right there because like being able to finish something is really challenging when you're on your own because you're your own worst critic you're like you know looking back at everything but when you have somebody else there it's like you can just move past it really quickly be like hey does this suck like no that's cool does this suck yeah that kind of sucks all right let's take that out and let's you know it's like you don't have to sit on it for like months and be like right yeah so writing with somebody else has been really really awesome so that's the dyna dynamic currently and and we're uh playing a show um not sure when this is going to air but uh, it'll be... Um, it's going to air like in probably the beginning of next week. Okay, cool. So by this time we had already played the show, but um, uh, Goldstein's uh, on the, the 23rd. Um, that's our last show for a little while because we're recording in the space that we are in currently. Um, so that's like our next step, which I'm really, really, really excited about. So you're recording like a new album right now? Yeah, yeah, we're starting. Um, April 30th is the first day of recording, and we're planning on recording a whole album. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Are you guys doing analog or digital or? A mixture of both. Um, I'm going to be working with Eric Peters, uh, 
so we'll be he says he's got some new toys uh, analog wise and that's awesome yeah. so for those that don't know Eric Peters is uh, a record a, you know an engineer he's done mm -hmm. a fantastic job he's recorded lots of bands including bands and projects that I've been in mm -hmm. um, so that's really exciting that he's doing that so yeah. he's going to use that four track the half inch yeah <laughs> yeah so we're doing that again on one of the songs um, on a different song we're going to do it here you know because we have all the stuff to do like right. digital um, but also we have like three drum sets set up so we're good to go in terms of like you know a variety of drum sounds um, but I'm just really really excited to record and um, the way we're going to release the music too is we'll be kind of releasing it as we as we go so we're not going to sit on it for like a long time and then release it like a year from now it's sure like, you know we're planning on recording it song by song okay so that as we record it we can kind of release it um, or we can save it for the full length but um, you know it that allows us to be more like fruitful in terms of releasing stuff like within a couple of months you know right rather than wait like a super long time so um, you're kind of doing this approach um, where you're just releasing singles mm -hmm. and then and then a couple of months later it's like oh here's another single yeah I'm thinking I, a friend of mine I was talking to yesterday I think has that approach which I, yeah. which I think is fucking awesome um, I should yeah. I should learn from that maybe people in the audience may want to take a cue or not I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's no wrong way to do something but I no, there's been times yeah. where it's like yeah there's things I'm still sitting on I'm like well I don't know it's not really yeah and that's <laughs> it's, it's just gonna sit there and you're like you're, it's, yeah. it's like the it's like the uh, like it's a chore you're supposed to do and you like wake up and yeah. you like, see it there and then you're yep. like well I'll get to it after my breakfast and then like lunch comes and then it's just yeah. there staring at you and then you just forget about it and throw clothes over it yep. and you just don't deal with it and then five years later it's passed and it's like well yeah. what happened <laughs> that's exactly right and I feel like um when you release it, you're you know you're you're done with it. You know you mm -hmm. can just move on. Um, it's it's otherwise it's going to be eating at you. It's going to be nagging at you. Yeah, just like a chore that doesn't get done. Um. So you starting out with drums and then you're playing guitar. When did you start playing guitar? Mm. I started playing guitar um, like probably when I was around. I started when I was around ten, maybe. Um, my brother started playing guitar first, so I learned from him. Um, I learned from people at my church and uh, some of my, my mom's friend. Uh, her name is uh, Gloria Vanderlaan. Um, her sons, I was really good friends with. Uh, they actually played music in the scene. Brett Vanderlaan and Billy Vanderlaan, or William Vanderlaan. Uh, she played, she actually showed me Bob Dylan, which is like really cool when I was like around 10 or 11. Yeah. And um, she was showing me like the, the, the Christian Bob Dylan phase when he got saved. Oh yes, the but, Christian Bob yeah, Dylan. You like, gotta serve somebody. Yeah, I remember that. Like, yeah. is it gotta everyone's gotta serve somebody. Yeah, like, oh. you're you're either serving the devil or you're serving <laughs> the Lord, but you're serving somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that got me turned on to other Bob Dylan stuff. Like, so I that was like one of the first people that got me, like, just got me thinking about music in a different way, mm -hmm. um, and songwriting and just everything. I mean, it was amazing. I could like just listen to Bob Dylan during that time and be like totally satisfied because it was like he had all kinds of different sounding stuff um, but yeah that's when I started playing guitar was around when I was like 10 or 11 around I don't know dude yeah probably around there but I was kind of like just kind of fucking with it I wasn't really like you know sitting down or really trying to mess with it a whole lot but I was just I was able to learn chords and yeah um, can I explain the noise really quick oh I don't care there's, oh. there's a a squid on top of the <laughs> birds maybe yeah. 
So this is like the home of a bunch of pigeons. Okay. So they all kind of coop up around here on the on our roofs and like our the little balcony area or whatever. Uh, so this is where they come at. Like so during this time, mm -hmm. they're all getting back. Yeah. So it's gonna be super loud. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's the pitch pitch time. Yeah. Like pitches, um. It sucks when you're recording. Like oh, you have to be really careful. Okay, so we're above the barber shop and they're open between like ten and like seven. Mm -hmm. So you can get in here like at eight o'clock in the morning until like ten, and you have like the best recording. It's super quiet. Pigeons are gone. It's nice, um, but yeah. And who wants to record at eight? Like that's like that's commitment to record at eight or ten. Yeah. I mean, but that's what you have to do. That's understandable. Yeah. It's like because we wake up like, uh, you know, do you, do you have a day job? I do. Yeah. So it's an interesting where it's like yeah. maybe others can relate to this where it's like when you're creative. Like, at least for me, mm -hmm. um, you know, created, creating at 8 or 10 in the morning sounds really bizarre. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I have to do it, and, and then you have to turn that gear on when you make that commitment. Mm -hmm. But it's like, oh, I don't know, that's not how my brain's operating. But yeah. then you go to work every day because it's like, well, I need to go to work. So your brain's, like, functioning, but yeah. then you're thinking, of like, I don't want to play music at 8 in the morning. Yeah, um, that's what sucks. That's why, So I, I do have a, a, a job, like a day job, but... I'm the most productive at certain times of the day, and that was, um, I used to have a job that was like eight to five, like very steady. Yeah. And that sucked because I was like the most productive at like 10 a.m. And I was like always busy doing some other shit that I didn't really care about. Right. And I was like, fuck, so being able, so now I have a job that's a little more flexible, um, so I'm able to like kind of fit in certain moments, and that's been really nice, because it sucks when you have to like, your only creative time is like this little window and it's at the end of the day and you're already super tired. Like that's the worst. Uh, do you, so like you being like playing drums and guitar, like yeah. you, obviously the question of like, do you favor one or the other is, is not what I'm trying to ask, but like, is there, what do you been finding yourself like playing on more? I love the drums, dude. Yeah. I am, I still consider myself a drummer. I don't like, I don't know. I feel like I'm okay at guitar, but I feel way more comfortable on drums. So I, I favor the drums totally. I love playing. Yeah. Um, I'm actually I, I jam sometimes with a friend of mine, um, which I don't know if you know who Tom Walsham is. Not off the top of my head, but yeah, Tom Walsham's like, you remember me, you fucker? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, it's cool. He, you'll you'll meet him soon enough, dude. He's a he has a, a shop called Mystic Music. Oh, see, yeah, yeah. I know. Yes, no, okay. I know Tom Walsham. Yeah, he's, he's fixed my. I'm sorry, Tom Walsham. <laughs> I, I know you by Tom. Yeah, um, yeah no, no, you're right. Everyone calls like, him Tom. Why? Yeah. I, sometimes I, like, I when I see Tom, for some reason, my head goes like, he looks like a Gary. I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so though he's he's done great work. Uh, he fixed my uh, my bandmaster amp. Yeah. Uh, and he's a lovely human being. Dude, um, so that's great. awesome. Okay. I uh, I play with him. I, I drum with him, and okay. we have a, a pedal steel player. Uh, his name is Strider. Um, and then we uh, this other guy. His name is uh, John. Also, um, the four of us we kind of get together once in a while and just like and play, and, and it's all improvised. So we'll just sit there and just come up with like forty five minutes worth of material, just like fucking around. And that's been super cathartic musically because it's just like, which is where it's like off the top of your head, like wherever you're at. And I honestly don't think I can do that on guitar or like any other instrument, but on drums, I feel like I could do that with it. I could just like kind of just just play whatever, and then it'll, you know, I can pretty much fit in with any group and like it could sound good. But with guitar, it's definitely like not like that. 
Sure. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because like, I've observed you playing drums like, with Light Thieves and, you know, and... and no, dude, I, I wasn't... Not Light Thieves, I mean uh, uh, yeah. uh, Fierce Creatures. No, that's cool. Um, that's actually a compliment, because Caleb is an amazing drummer. <laughs> He's like, that guy's fucking tight. Yeah. Caleb's like, what? I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, What's up, Caleb? Uh, so... You know, I used to see you playing drums all the time, but then all of a sudden, like, you know, 1800s playing mm-hmm. guitar and, and singing songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is is that what drew, like, kind yeah. of grabbed you to guitar is to sing, to, like, yeah. tell a story? Yeah. Guitars, like, for me, it's easier to, to write songs with guitar. And I love how you're um, playing more stripped down, like, with your Jonathan lo-fi stuff. Um, like, the outlaw, like, folky. It is, like... When you're writing songs on acoustic guitar, it's like really. Once you know how to play, and it's not like super hard to learn like chords or whatever. It's like you can write fast because like you can come up with like the melody like right here. You can come up with the harmony like right there. Like it's just it's it's. Uh, I know this is like a audio podcast. I'm like doing a lot of pointing and like physical That's, gestures. I also, oh, <laughs> he's like doing. A, uh, it's like he's playing air air guitar. Yeah. But like I. I'm trying to explain this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll do my best. There's pointing involved pointing. and all kinds. Of, no, but yeah. So I feel like I don't know. Do you do you feel that way when you're writing songs? Like it's a little, like, easier because you know. Everyone's like, if we're talking specifically, my approach to like songwriting. Um, yeah, you specifically. Yeah. Um. I just kind of sit down and see what mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just hear an idea or a melody that I heard through whatever I was listening to, or and then I kind of like tinker around, and then I just kind of go with it. And then I write, I write them, I try to write the melody first, and then mm-hmm. I'll write the lyrics. Uh, never. <laughs> uh, that's just me. But like, I mean, is that is that your approach? Yeah, pretty much. The lyrics, um, the lyrics usually come last for me too. I'm trying to be um, like really thoughtful in like what I'm writing and stuff, so that does mean that it takes like a lot longer. Uh, I don't know the name of this band that you're hearing in the background, but um, we're also fortunate enough to share like a space here with other bands um, like down the way, and that's who you're hearing in the background there. I don't know what their name. Do you know? Do you remember the name? I don't. I know it's Mike and Coleman. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure I can. Do some yeah. digging and figure it out pretty quickly. <laughs> no, nah, dude, I, I literally could just walk <laughs> downstairs. Okay, hold on. Stop the podcast. Hey, hey, who are you? Yeah, yeah. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, stop your... So hold on. We're in the middle of this podcast. I'm going to come back up here. Okay, so the name of the band is... Uh, yeah, <laughs> so dude. speaking of names of bands, what... So 1800s. Mm. What's the meaning behind that name? Mm. I don't know. I really like history a lot. Um... I think that like I feel like it's it's like a way to kind of center myself when I like think about the world and shit is I, I just I don't know it's like everything kind of repeats itself you know so those kind of time loops and those kind of like weird ways that um, we experience like the same things over and over again um, that I think was kind of inspiration for 1800s in a way 
you know, um, I think we can relate a lot to people in the past, especially people like who have gone through a lot of crazy bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, because we are currently going through a lot of crazy bullshit, and as Fresnans, as uh, Americans, you know. So uh, I don't know. I feel like it's just to me, it's nice to just look back and see other people's, you know, struggle as well. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fucking awesome. Um, you know, I saw you guys play at Fresno's like last hard hop, mm-hmm. um, which I think that's what's amazing about Fresno. So, mm-hmm. what do you what do you like about Fresno? Oh man, lately uh, I like the like plant like growing plants and stuff. Like I've been really liking how easy it has been to grow certain types of like I don't know. I'm not like super versed in horticulture plant shit but uh, I feel like during COVID I kind of like had a lot more time at home so learning more about plants not just house plants but like outside plants that's been kind of nice about Fresno is being able to grow a bunch of like a variety of different plants having like a butterfly garden and shit like that cool like yeah like what are you growing sage plants um, Mexican marigold um I have an apple tree, pomegranate tree, plum tree, apricot tree, um, lemon tree. Um, yeah, just got a, I don't know, got a couple of garden beds, growing some peppers, tomatoes. Um, I don't know, that's kind of cool about it. That's what I like currently. Well, shit, now that I've thought about it, I love the music community, man. I really, really, like, lately, I have really just been so grateful for just having friends like you and fucking uh, the people that yeah. like we I don't know thanks likewise too. yeah we've known each other for a long time <laughs> but like you know like fucking just being able to like walk down the street and you see a neighbor who's also like in a really badass band mm-hmm. who's been playing music for like a long time uh, a neighbor of ours uh, that came up recently with Luke Giffen yeah I fucking love that guy you know, and he lives in our neighborhood, and he's like a... I don't know who that person is. <laughs> I have no idea who Luke, Luke Giffen is. Who's, who's Luke Giffen? Uh, yeah. Dude, uh, maybe this is like a way to get more people to listen to the podcast, is just name drop the shit out of everybody. No, I don't... I, I mean... In an, it's only in jest. I won't do things negatively. Um, and then, uh, speaking of Luke's, Luke Freeman, man, that guy's fucking tight, too. I mean... I just feel so thankful to like know all these badass musicians and and and, and we're literally neighbors. There's another yeah. guy I've been hanging out with, uh, who you know, his name is Josiah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he lives like a block away from me, and you know, every once in a while on a Sunday night when we're both like bored, we'll come in here and just write some songs and just you know record. Nothing that we have released yet, but just messing around, you know. I think that's uh, yeah, it's. It, the theme I've come across, like having these conversations, is is the tower downtown community is very mm-hmm. like interlocked, mm-hmm. and we're in walking distance to places for entertainment, and we can go practice here. We run into someone else and go, oh my gosh, like how's this? Get? You know, it's like it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's. I suppose like you know, and some people like you know they go to the grocery store and they go, oh. But like in towers, like oh, how's your project going? Or like, <laughs> yeah. How's yeah? You know, when's your next show? Yeah. Or like, what's the latest on this thing? Yeah. Um, yep. Exactly. 
Indeed, um, I love this idea, the idea of this podcast too, of like kind of get to know your neighbor, because this is like so, this is so cool about living in Tower is like, you know, get to like, get to know your neighbors, you'll learn some really cool shit about them. And there's a lot of like, I my neighbor, I live like right next door to this person named Omer, fucking amazing DJ, like super like active community member, part of a lot of different like collective groups. Um, and like, you know, she invites us over for a pasole, like, you know, once in a while, and that's fucking tight. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I think that's the thing, too, about learning about Fresno neighbors is all of a sudden you're sitting there having conversations about music, but also there's food, and then you're just yeah. talking about all sorts of things and learning about your neighbors and their their things and their life. And yeah. Able to, like, listen and then have this conversation. Yeah. Um, Fuck yeah. Well, that's, I think that's a really good... Yeah. thing to love Fresno about um, yeah what opportunities do you see for Fresno in the future and how could it improve hmm. that's a great question I don't know I feel like um, you're being judged by the way yeah, no, there is a, there, there are wrong answers. Yeah, there's a shit ton of wrong answers, and there's like hardly any right answers. What do you say to something like that? Fuck. You better. Th- I'm gonna give you thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, dude, go to flip I'll, this. I'll go downstairs, <laughs> knock on the door, find out what is, and get time to think about it. Dude, uh, the way to fix Fresno is to fucking uh, maybe not have the stupid ass fucking mayor that we have right now. Uh, that would be the fucking first thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That'd be, like, number one on the list. Uh, second thing would be, like, I don't know, like, uh, I can only speak, I guess, from, like, the music community perspective, because I've been part of the music community for a while, just like, just like you have, and, um, you know, I wish people were more excited about, um, a lot of the really cool new things that are coming out. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of youngsters playing music, and they're so fucking good. But, yep. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, like even like right now we're having this conversation, and downstairs there's this band that's like fucking killing it. <laughs> they're so good, and they're super young. And I don't know, it's just like a, I don't know, just I, I wish, I guess I, 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 one thing I hope, or I, I would hope to change or not to change but to see differently I guess would be that you know people just be a little more open and, and cool with stuff even if they're not used to it like even if it's not their thing or whatever sure and you know show up like come to shows and stuff and support you know and of course like social distancing you know wherever you're comfortable with but like you know you can show your support in other ways too but yeah maybe not be hating on stuff that's new and different I would agree with that um, kind of, I mean, I guess, kind of leaning itself already. This next question, like, what advice would you give to folks in the audience uh, about starting about playing music hmm. or currently playing music? Yeah, I would say um, just play as much as possible. Just like, just. Like literally, like there are um, living in Fresno, living in Tower and, and downtown area. It's nice because like there are a lot of opportunities to play. Um, and you, I mean, Tuesday night you can be playing like I mean Lucy's, like wherever. Like you, you see the musicians that are out there doing it. 
Um, and I would just say, like, just play as much as possible. Get out there as much as you can. Even if, like, you're not super good yet, like, just practicing a bunch with the other people who are maybe at your level or a little bit better, but just play as much as possible. I don't know. Is that, like, bad advice? Because it's like, yeah. No, <laughs> no. There, there's no, like, there's no bad advice. This is like a Twilight Zone situation because it's, it's like, like there's people who are like, okay, I should, actually, this I should a, neglect my mental health and play all the time. Yeah. Actually, yeah. this is a holodeck to see who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. to in the future oh man so many things uh, I'm looking forward to playing more music um, recording and releasing more music uh, I'm learning how to like engineer a little bit more and that's been really awesome because I feel like that's just the last thing that I need the last piece that I need to go from writing a song to finishing a song you know so that's like I feel like I'm I'm just unlocking that little last piece on my journey yeah. that uh, will allow me to just like be releasing stuff more prolifically or whatever. But that's also kind of strange because you don't have to have like super good engineering skills to release music, you know? Yeah. Like I've heard music that's released that um, isn't super polished and that's inspired me to be like, you know what, fuck it, like wherever you're at, just like go for it. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of the thing I'm looking forward to in the future the most is just releasing music without thinking so much about how it's going to sound, like whether it's going to be polished or not, you know. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I think that's authentic, and I, I think that's fucking brilliant. Sick. All right. Well, folks, I think um, it's been a wrap. This is Jean Lo-Fi with No Life Resno, and I've been having a lovely... <laughs> interrogation with Thomas yeah. Gaffin. <laughs> and you can find me on, on Arthur and Weldon. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, uh, any plugs you want to give for Bandcamp or uh, upcoming mm-hmm. shows after? I mean, yeah. I know you're playing tomorrow, but this yeah. will all be released uh, next week. So, right now, the thing I'm doing the most actively would be 1800s, and that's a, a band that I play in, that I play guitar and I sing in. Um, so uh, definitely follow that on social media and on Spotify and Bandcamp or whatever you, wherever you can um, with all of these like you know songs that are going to be released like with 1800s and uh, the other stuff that project with Tom Walsam just kind of trying to figure out the best way to keep an eye out for that but maybe they can maybe uh, I don't know Maybe we can figure out a way to promote that later. But anyways, uh, just find me on uh, Arthur and Weldon, and we can, like, you know, smoke a joint and drink beer together. That sounds great. Yeah. All right, folks, I'll see you all down the line. This has been a No Life Fresno production, a branding department brand. To learn more about branding department, visit brandingdepartment.com and check out our full blog no life fresno content including these recordings at nolifefresno.com 
Music by Jonathan Lofi.